Habari zenu wa mama na wadada, queens, sisters, lovely princess daughters and fellow maitos. I send you good energy, love, peace and joy. And your response should be, I accept. Asante Nisana to all of you who have been with us during the months of October and November in this lovely journey of knowing and learning healing realities about our sacred wombs. It's not a journey by me alone. I am simply of the understanding that the journey needs a vehicle and that the Mito podcast is that channel. It's a journey for all of us as womb bearers, myself included. For I too am learning and growing from your many, many questions, from your curiosities and gentle proddings. To acquire more knowledge, I am also learning from your answers, from listening to you all. So welcome, queens. My name is Naja, and I'm the host and producer of the Maito Podcast Show. Before we begin with today's learning, I want to apologize for the very late release of this particular podcast because I skipped last week. And thank you for your patience. Today's show is therefore packed full of delicious information and it will be a little longer. And the secrets and treasures garnered will be enough to take you through the rest of this month and right into the new year. The titling of this podcast is in Swahili. Kwaheri means goodbye. Tuanane means see you later or when I see you in the month of January, which in Swahili is known as the first moon, Mwezi meaning moon, and Kwanza meaning first. And let me jump right into it. There has been a lot of talk these past few weeks about vaccines and sterilization. And so many of you have asked me to explain how these affect us as African womb men. And what we can do about it on a personal level, how we can take matters into our own hands, and how we can begin to shoulder our own responsibilities. These questions are based on the basis that we have been for a long time now rather silent about matters that affect we as women. My mantra is one, that our wombs sit at the center of what I call the triple gates, the physical gate, the spiritual gate, and the soul gates of our existence as human beings. This is because the womb is made up of thousands upon thousands of nerve endings nerves, blood vessels, and muscles, all which connect in what is known as the uterovaginal plexus, a division of the hypogastric plexus. In older European anatomy texts, the uterovaginal plexus was referred to as two structures, the vaginal plexus and the uterine plexus. These so-called older European texts refer to science that 
is as recent as a hundred years ago. Aside from this dreadful definition that separated our womb's cervixes and vaginal canals into completely disjointed and disconnected organs, there was also a teaching that our wombs are unnecessary, harmful, and evil. Hmm. This Eurocentric teaching was forced upon our ancestors on the African continent as recently as the late 1890s. As Africans, as a melanated peoples, we simply did not hate our womb man, nor did we hate our wombs. The beauty of this space, this podcast, these times, is that we are learning and relearning that this womb is a powerful hub of healing, of power, of energy, and of completeness. When balanced, the womb's energy is capable of healing all this is is capable of alerting us to what is occurring in the environment around us through womb instinct and we're relearning that this womb is the most scientifically proficient and medically advanced mechanism ever made for birthing and this without any agonizing pain the pain of the womb is both recent and unnecessary. Just 70 years ago, they were introduced what are wrongly termed as medical improvements in the fields of women's medicine. However, these innovations have destroyed the African womb and the womb bearer, the woman. As I speak, I wish to throw out the caveat that I am not a feminist. Nor am I a feminazi, as some call feminists. The reason I do not support the feminist movement is that its foundations are rooted in changing law and policy so that the white female could buy and sell, own and keep black slaves. Mm -hmm. Rather, I am an African woman who speaks out and advocates for the edification and education of the rights of the African woman whether the womb bearer be a girl, a teen princess, a queen in her 20s, a maito in her 30s, or a grandmother in her 40s, 50s, and onwards to elder status. There has been a persistent and deliberate attack on the African womb for over 2,500 years, where we as women have been taught with a rabid persistence that our wombs are filthy, dirty, and I taboo. This belief that our wombs are evil is embedded in our religions, in our cultures, in the languages to describe ourselves. We have been negatively programmed, like robots, to call ourselves evil and cursed. Cursed. The first three letters of the word cursed are C. You are. This word cur is used to describe in particular a mongrel dog that is aggressive and extremely unfriendly. This word cursed is believed to be derived from the Nordics and its meaning is to grumble or growl. Thus, being cursed means to grumble and growl aggressively 
and in an unfriendly manner like a mongrel dog and we've been programmed to treat each other with grumbling and growling and aggressive behavior to be unfriendly anti and unsocial to one another hmm. note that this disrespect is so deep that our own kings have also been programmed to call women bitches and they use their sultry voices which are meant to heal they use these voices to destroy let me explain this word programmed are there any ICT women in the house hmm. when we program a thing we give it coding to function in a particular way within the limitations of set parameters. As womb men, we have been programmed to hate ourselves and each other as womb men. And the result is disastrous because we are unfriendly, unsociable, and antisocial towards each other. We do not function normally, for at our core, we womb bearers are extremely social creatures and have always loved each other as women. Our programming with each other is one of patience, nurturing, love, joy, and all the words that embody sisterhood. Our severe hatred of each other, from mothers disliking daughters to sisters hating on their sisters, leads to a hardness of the heart, leads to a closure of our natural nurturing, leads to a severing of the cords between we as women leads to negative energies dis ease illness sickness and death it also leads to a severe lack of education and a lack of education cripples first our minds our souls and spirits and then it cripples our bodies queens sisters my toes listening in the time has come in Africa where men will have to stop shouting and voicing the womb as a sexual object. And where our kings will have to stop viewing the female as an object for their sexual pleasure because women were never built for sexual gratification. But for the future of the human race. Among other tasks. Mm-hmm. When we say that men will have to stop calling the womb a sexual object, sisters, look at the flip side of this coin. It means that we as queens will have to lead in this responsibility by refusing to be regarded as sexual objects and to begin calling we by our true names, the calabash of the body, the womb a sacred powerful womb and definition only comes from an understanding of the womb's true function understand this when we destroy the womb man we stop the birthing of children and the end of the future mm -hmm. this idea that there were too many children on the continent and that there was a need to control their births began with the introduction in Africa during the 1800s that a man could only be allowed to have one wife. Prior to this, you know, we know our grandfathers, they had many wives 
and in some areas women had many husbands actually they still do in some areas today anyway like all laws and decrees which are unnatural this caused a whiplash of negative emotions in the form of pain and trauma these emotions are energy and energy does not die it is transferred and this negative energy was transferred as further pain and trauma to the next generation you and I and it's settled in the wombs which are at the core of our triple gates meanwhile the birth rates of Africa dropped like a cement block thrown into a pond between the year 700 BC to present-day 2020 the population of Africa has dropped from the billions to the millions don't fall for the lie that this continent was not populated mm -mm -mm. well we are informed that slavery emptied vast stretches of land and it is true there is another story there's always another story and this one is that we had millions of men women and children tending to this land building growing food building superstructures the continent became empty of humans it became untended and it became dead because you need humans to tend the land by the late 1800s over 89% of Africa's population had been decimated now I'm not talking this off the top of my head I'm talking with a lot of historical research those of us who live on this continent today are a very very chosen few because in the 1500s our kings were allowed as many wives and each had over 100 children in their lifetime uncountable was the word today a man can count his children with one hand our wombs were shut down because women were allowed as many children from as many men who cared seriously within the continent women could bear as many children as they wished to accept for it was a blessing to give birth but new nonsensical foreign laws deemed that any child born of a woman outside what they call wedlock was a bastard that word bastard was a curse but look deep at the word wedlock it is a state of being locked locked into a state a state is a regulated world of rules and regulations and these new guidelines and principles of marriage were a foreign culture to the African so of course they caused misunderstandings misconceptions and misinterpretations between our kings our queens and our maitos where before a queen had knowledge of her womb where before a queen was supported in her role as a womb bearer this freedom was stripped away from her and any child born outside of the European law was rejected, named unwanted and fobbed off as undesirable 
beautiful black sons and daughters were named bastards and treated worse than dogs. They were cursed. These innocent infants were cursed and shrouded with negative energies from the day they were born to groan and growl, become aggressive and antisocial. They were cast out of families and told to fend for themselves. One wonders how. <laughs> and this energy is still in play to date as a generational trauma. This womb control also extended to our sacred blood. In short, whatever came out of the womb was named as undesirable, unwanted, and shameful. The birth of many children became shameful, and bleeding from the uterus became shameful. Women themselves became a shameful object and were not permitted to socialize, to talk, to share, or heal each other. In some traditions today, women became so shameful that they were not allowed to be seen in public. As alarming as this was, the dishonoring of the African womb's sacred space did not stop there. We began hacking, cutting off, and even burning closed the reproductive organs of infants and young girls and dubbing it, dubbing it an initiation ceremony. Initiation. What, 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 what nonsense is this? Then we as women were taught that to speak of the reproductive organs of the African womb was a taboo. It was branded as wrong and as disgusting to speak of the womb, its contents and functions. That is why in 2020 you'll find that there are girls who cannot speak of their periods to their own mothers, mothers who cannot speak of period pain to their own daughters, women who cannot speak of their wombs to another woman or girl or sister. There are girls who think that they are the only ones who suffer in their pain of having their clitorises and vaginal petals hacked off with a razor blade or a dull knife. They do not talk of their pain, nor do they speak of being pregnant. Why? Because it is a taboo. It is a taboo. It is only recently from my part of the world where women can show their pregnancies. A few short years ago, pregnancy was hidden under flowing clothes and garments. Hide that pregnancy. The subject of the womb was considered vile, nauseating and wrong. It was despicable to say aloud the words clitoris or vagina in public. When I go on public record and say these names, there are women who cringe and ask me to desist. Our wombs are considered vulgar, crude, shameful, and obscene. The reproductive organs of the woman were allocated into a space that was forbidden, wrong, ugly, evil, and the worst of all, unnecessary. And as I speak, there are women who believe that their 
clitoris is completely unnecessary and there are others today who believe that the clitoris is evil and just recently I learned of a woman in her middle 30s who had her bits chopped up because her new father-in-law demanded it but I'm not advocating against culture here I'm speaking of the womb and her sacral energy when she is whole and functioning for the womb that has been mutilated is disabled disabled and the reason for this deliberate disability arises from the fact that womb teaching is not permissible nor is it acceptable through our mothers grandmothers midwives girlfriends sisters and queens when these wise women teach us the teachings are dubbed old and stupid wives tales with no scientific basis aggression and the codes of antisocial programming are inserted the do not listen and stay away from these women becomes a mantra we're in a time where the teaching of our own wombs has been delegated and pushed into the hands of old white men within institutions be they learning institutions medical institutions scientific institutions or religious institutions if an old white man says it about our womb it is true if an old white man does not say it it isn't true and hence any knowledge garnered outside of these two areas is branded as unscientific and false Queens. This is the disaster that we face today on our continent, where young girls do not know their own bodies and therefore cannot validate, nor can she value herself as a woman for she does not know whom she is physically. And in truth and love, I say that it is more important as a woman to know who we are first before we are taught to learn about our world. So I shall ask you again. To please, please share this podcast to all your woman friends, sisters, and mothers. For it is good for them to listen and learn about the beauty of our wombs. When we speak of birth control pills and sterilization, we speak of a chemical process that destroys those particular cells of the placenta that attach to the uterine walls. And queens, this destruction is exceedingly painful. It is excruciating. Destruction means to kill, remove, or destroy by any means necessary. Endometriosis is the process of the endro endometrial cells tearing away, pulling away from the uterine wall, being cut away from the uterine walls, smooth muscles. Now understand this, these cells attach deeply into the uterine wall for they are required to stay there for a whole nine months. They are meant to hold fast to the uterus. This is why the pulling away of the endometrial lining during our periods is so very, very painful. Note that it is a chemical process that is produced in a laboratory by very well-paid scientists and doctors 
and that it works. It is successful, for those scientists are paid for their chemicals to work. They are paid for results. What these doctors and scientists do not tell us is that on the ground things are different. The difference is in the excruciating pain that the woman endures each month when the chemicals perform their mission. These chemicals are akin to acid, which is poured into the womb and it burns as acid does inside. Many queens have described their menstrual times akin to acid burns inside. Or it is like their insides are being cut up with a sharp knife. Many queens have described their menstrual times akin to being repeatedly stabbed. Blood clots within the period are tissue from the cysts and fibroids that have been torn away together with your uterine skin. Understand that these cysts and fibroids are also deeply attached in that inner smooth skin of the uterus. This tearing is known as uterine scarring. When the uterine smooth muscles is so severely scarred, it causes more pain because it's an open wound within your uterus which causes even more severe pain. If pregnancy occurs, the placenta can be painful and spontaneous abortion is frequent because the placenta has less uterine muscle to attach to within the scarred womb. But why doesn't your gynecologist tell you all this? Understand the study of the womb was allocated first to men less than 200 years ago. It really is a brand new science for the Western world. Understand the place where the black African persona stands regarding the science of the West. Understand. As a race, we were termed dumb and stupid lesser and subservient. As African women, we were termed dumb and stupid, lesser and subservient. African female gynecologists today are both victim and perpetrator of the same lies, for they are taught the efficacy of the medicines and the expected results of that medicine in a field that they fought tooth and nail to gain peer recognition. So many do not comprehend the teachings of our ancestors and the significance of the African womb and her power. This womb power is significant. It is tremendous. It is also astounding. And you may find it difficult to grasp. So queens, as I share this knowledge, I'll ask you again that you begin to speak out with each other gently and voice your feelings into healing. Use your knowledge to restore your sisters and mamas, for we're not alone in our pain and suffering. Share, share, share what you learn here by sharing this podcast. The control of birth has been pushed into the realms of medicine and away from ourselves, for we are lied to that we cannot control our own wombs. Ha! Oh yes, we can. We are womb possible. We have this power and knowledge within our own reach.
So how does a woman naturally prevent herself from getting pregnant? It is, in Kenyan speak, easy kama ndizi. Sisters, you can naturally prevent pregnancy by listening to your own body. Every single month, the ova releases an egg. This is a basketball, netball kind of release. For the ovum are not attached to the fallopian tubes. So the ovum kind of takes a superb air leap and jumps out of the ovary sac and plonks itself into the tube. This splendid and fabulous egg, packed full of your own super energies of creation, dear sister, begins to travel down the tube towards the uterus, a journey that occurs within the time space of 72 to 96 hours. It is a powerful time, a natural time, where the womb prepares itself for fertilization. Meanwhile, energy signals rush via the electric nerve endings of the clitoris with the message that the queen ova has begun her journey. Did you know that the ova is the biggest cell in the human body? This is how magnificent you are, queen. The ovum is the largest cell in the human body and is visible to the naked eye without the aid of a microscope or other magnification device. This human ovum measures approximately 0.1 millimeters and it is a very big deal indeed when this ovum is released. It's an occurrence. It's a big bang in the universe of your body. And your whole body responds, beginning with the clitoris signaling your vagina petals to open and bloom. Your vagina petals become swollen. And yes, they become tender because of the extra oxygen. Your body becomes hotter as your temperature rises significantly. This is a time when you may want to stop wearing underwear for your petals are sweetly tender and underwear causes friction and pain. This is when the acidity and thickness of your vaginal fluids changes in consistency and she's not as dry or acidic. This is when her taste is slightly sweeter and when you smell oh so much nicer. Like a flower out in the wild, you bloom. And you send out your own particularly heady fragrance. That's when you're fertile. But that's not the whole story, queens. Because of a lack of informing, we don't form into our wholeness. We are underformed, so to speak, deformed and unable to function as whole people. When this majestic egg takes her jump or leap into the fallopian tube, she triggers and creates with that leap a limitless energy known as sacral chakra energy. We have been lied to that this energy should be identified as horniness. And that, my queens, is pure rubbish. 
This energy is not there for us to have sex and copulate mindlessly. The truth is that going back in time to 5,000 years or so, our great-grandmothers, grandmothers and elder women would closely watch the young girls. And when their energy and aura grew around the sacral chakra, they would remove the young girls out from the public and into a private separate area, a gated community compound and living hostel, so to speak, away and distant from the market centers. This was deliberate so that the young girls could learn how to use their pure energies. The uses of sacral chakra energies are limitless, from healing the body to growing the body to strengthening limbs. A woman's sacral energy power is her superpower and is gained from the oxygenated cells that surround us at all times. We tap into that oxygen and then we begin to respond and glow due to the electrified atoms, electrons and nanoparticles within our bodies. Does this sound like something from some scientific journal? A woman's sacral energy power is usable. From learning how to transport energy, aka or also known as kinetic energy, to growing food plants and forests, to building amazing solid structures, be it shelters or statues. This sacral energy can be used to call rain, can be used to speak to animals, birds and insects. There is more, but for now accept that this life form known as energy is everywhere in the natural world and does not diminish. It is limitless and thus as women we are limitless. Remember we regain this energy every single 28 days when the queen ova is released from the ovary sac. Hmm. Within their ancestral compounds, girls and young ladies were taught and instructed on the use of their sacral energy to protect themselves from human men and the demand of needless physical sex. Understand this, that sacral energy is powerful and it attracts all living creatures and especially males. It attracts male dogs as well. If you own a male dog or dogs or are in the presence of male dogs, they will sniff your crotch and want to hang around your crotch area whenever you're ovulating. They're basking in the energy, baby. In the wild, this energy attracts baboons and they are known to rape human females. One of the first lessons that young women were taught by our ancestral elder women was the raising of an energy defense shielding to protect themselves with an invisibility or a cloak so that no male could sense or see their ovulation. This was essential for sometimes men would steal the girl's sacral energy through rape or force. There are many ways to learn how to shield yourself. But those are lessons for another day. For now, feel the truth of this learning.
When our mothers began to be denied this teaching, they could no longer protect themselves from rape. And when our sacral energy is taken from a woman through force or coercion, it becomes negative energy. Women who have a lot of sacral energy are named horny or nymphomaniacs. Nymphomaniac. Look again at all these negative words. Because this energy is falsely taught as sexual energy. The renaming of human reproductive organs from reproducing to sexual was deliberate. The sex act has been popularized as fun and an ideal to aspire to each and every night. Like owning an SUV. Those who do not have sex every night are looked upon as unhappy, unlucky creatures. By the way, prostitution did not exist in Africa at the turn of the century. No, it did not. Don't let people lie to you. It has also been falsely taught that sacral energy can only be released through sexual copulation. Rubbish! The truth is that the physical sex act can deplete personal energy and it can also cause severe mental depression in both males and females when not properly understood. I cannot insist on this enough, my sisters. Our energy is tremendous and powerful like all power. And like all power, if it is not channeled towards growth, it will channel into regression and destruction. Imagine your womb as a power bank. When it is highly charged, you can use the energy of the power bank for your personal mobile cell phone. What we are taught as women is that our personal power banks, when charged, can only be used for sexual pleasure, be it self-sex or sex with our partners, male or female. <laughs> Did you know that our power bank can also charge batteries, camcorders, portable lights and torches, cameras, printers, scanners, joysticks, tablets, and anything that has a USB connector cable? And this is the truth of the womb, that the energy produced by the release of the magnificent ova can be used for healing and for growth of all things. Before the word witches was dumped like toxic waste in our continent, women were known as healers. And as healers were revered and held in high esteem. In Africa, there is a very strong relation between powerful women and this word horniness or having a strong sexual drive, beauty and traditional healers. All healers were stunningly beautiful. In those tribes that are known to have these so-called horny women, there are also associations of ancient healing powers among the women folk. In Kenya, we have the Kamba, we have the Wameru, the Somali, the Maasai, and within the Kalenjin groups, we find tales of women who are not only tall in stature, 
they are also astoundingly beautiful and physically strong. We also find stories of women being warriors and not shy. That is, formidable women. This thing of subservience and being stepped on like a rug, this meek, self-effacing, self-pitying, self-ambushing and submissive natures was never present among African women. Queen, yes, you who are listening in right now. We have a few weeks off from work and hustling. Take time. Go and look for, seek and speak to the elder women of your family, of your tribe, your aunties and grandmothers, and if you have them, great-grandmothers. Ask them for women stories. Listen closely and believe. Listen closely, believe, for we have much power held in our wombs. When you begin to call a thing or begin to view a thing in a negative context, it is a warning. For name calling is among the psychological components required in the preparation of ingredients for wounding and destroying that thing. Because you cannot beat, kill, or bring great pain or harm to that which is good and wonderful. In the science of domestic abuse, caregivers are always told to look out for the woman who is called derogatory names, or for the woman who is suddenly stupid, foolish, or good for nothing, the one who had once been so loved, and now becomes the brunt of rude and foul names. This is a mental hype for the abuser to the victim. If a womb is called a cunt, it is easy to destroy it, for it is already an ugly and evil thing. Thus, women are described as horny witches and cunts. A curse to negate their negative, to, sorry, to, the, to negate their positive powers. It was an attack and it worked and it still works. Be it in the medical field or among us today, the African woman is not treated with respect. She's not treated with gentleness. She's not treated with care and love. The tribes where women were healers a hundred years ago, where women were respected medicine women, these are the same tribes where today we find the most emotionally devastated communities where the art of women teaching and passing on good healing, positive womb knowledge to the young girls within the communities was destroyed. This then, queens, is your work. It's my work. It's our work. You can't just listen in and hold of this and, and hold all this magnificence to yourself. You've got to share, 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 share what you learn. For energy doesn't run out. And neither does it diminish. Energy is limitless. Energy consists of two sorts. The positive and the negative. The positive energy is what we as African women produce. When in our natural form, 
and this energy is linked to all things growth that is why the babies grow in our wombs now you too can learn how to tap into this healing energy and in upcoming podcasts i shall clarify how it is possible to use the power of your sacral energy to disappear your womb pain to balance your womb to balance yourself and as your womb balances you will begin to explode this healing energy into other areas of your life and the beauty of this knowledge is understanding and accepting that as women we can and should take the responsibility of our wombs back into our keeping by acknowledging and accepting whom we are we cannot shelve nor can we shove or throw the responsibility into the hands of our governments nor do we need to feel that we must fight or be negatively aggressive in order to regain our health with womb power nothing is impossible for us to do and this is why there is so much fear for once we as african women begin to understand the amazing powers of healing that we hold within ourselves we shall no longer be slaves to medicine nor to pain imagine these queens having no pain whatsoever every month and being able to heal other organs within your body no cancer no fibroids no cysts no colds no flu no endo no vaginal itching no hemorrhoids no constipation no pain no heart pressure no headaches no migraines no pain if your body was able to be whole without pain or illness what is it that you would not be able to accomplish if you put your mind to it absolutely nothing and imagine this queens if you could tap into the energy of your wombs every 28 days what is it that you would not be able to accomplish if you put your mind to it absolutely nothing everything would be womb possible and this is the amazing power of our sacral wombs and here we are queens at the end of another amazing podcast it is my hope that you will circulate this wonderful learning with other sisters and queens during the next few weeks and into the first month of kwanza as we move towards closure and new beginnings may you begin to speak and share with your friends and family about new ways that will lead to more energy vibrancy and growth in your lives and to an area of comfort healing and positive growth i believe that when we heal our wounds when we heal our cause the center of our beings we begin the healing of our physical mental and spiritual selves thank you so much for joining me on the mito podcast show today and please an extra few minutes of your time join us on our social media pages both on Instagram and on Facebook wa mama na wa dada sisters and queens and my toes 
until mwezi wa kwanza 2021 kwaheri